welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another weekly roundup with Reiki. This is episode 36, another round of incredible updates for you guys, straight from our founders and straight from the market from my side. We're going to start right off with our project update. So to start things off, I know Alex and Antonio have been in a very, they were very surprised when they heard that uh, their company creation process was delayed because one of the founders happened. So Antonio, he required, so his Swiss permit was under process when the company creation process started. Um, so we have all, because initially they had received information that only one of the founders needed a permit and Alex already had it. Um, so Antonio has gone through with his DNA samples and the ID photo is going to get there on Monday. So he should receive the per got there on Monday. So he should, he should probably receive the permit here pretty soon. And the registration process is gonna gonna get there uh, right right after, so that's gonna follow shortly. So get excited for that stuff. Again, we never planned for this. The planning was based on the information we had. So even the delays that we get is not because of something we missed. It's like some miscommunication that happened, which wasn't our fault. So um, anyway, we learn, we adapt, uh, and we grow. So the next thing is. Uh, the delay that has happened, um, it doesn't really add anything more to our SRO license, which is the self-regulated organism license that we need. Uh, so that process is currently under works in parallel with our lawyers. So that license is going to entitle us to be able to do everything that we need to do to uh, expand and scale our business the way we want to. Uh, and without relying on third parties, which was the initial plan because we did not, we didn't raise enough funds initially to be able to do all the things. But then you remember Alex Antonio are superstars. They came up with an incredible solution with the limited funds that we had by being extremely stringent with their funds and being extremely strategic on how they do things. So we are able to go after that license. Um, the next piece is extremely excited. I'm personally excited about this one. I want to see how this goes. Um, so Alex Antonio met with Lansky. Um, this person's from Poser Digital and his, it's his Web3 consulting company. Um, just a quick reminder, no biggie. This company is, has signed with Mercedes, Mercedes. Yes. The car company that everybody knows for their Web3 strategy. Again, just a reminder, um, somebody that they know and have had multiple dinners and lunches with, they're working with Mercedes for their Web3. Um, so you can see the kind of um, connections these people would have and uh, the kind of influence these people would have. So um, they are working with, the, they met with this individual to, um, basically talk about anti-money laundering policies and internal control. Because as you know, we have to be regulated. The kind of work we're doing, um, tokenizing uh, what might be called securities in the U.S. But again, U.S. regulation is just decades behind right now, so we can't really use it as a standard. So um, 
basically offering any sort of tokenization of, uh, of, of the profits or basically part of the business as people raise funds through our platform. Uh, we will need AML policies in place because those are just requirements that they're um, that the Swiss government has for regulating certain companies on either on blockchain or not on blockchain. Um, there's just AML needs to be there. So um, there's this guy has about 10 years of experience working with AML officers uh, for big Swiss banks. And he has agreed to be our AML officer for the launching of our operation. So that is a huge huge person to add on to the team um, because of the variety of experience this individual brings, not just from the AML side of things, but also from the Web3 aspect of things, because this, this guy's the best you can find. So it's incredible that we have this individual. Um, so another good piece of news in terms of money saving and I, I like to talk about this, guys. I, I know I bring you all the money-saving news that we do, uh, like things that we do where we save money. I think we need to officially start celebrating Meta Leon Society and TCFX as probably the only NFT or Web3 project out there that celebrates, that celebrates saving money. Like, th there's Web3 projects out there that will they'll claim, like, oh, we spend like 50,000 on marketing or we spend this much on posters or I I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on that idea. I want to see you save money not not spend money. If you're the founder of a project that I'm invested in, it gives me a vote of confidence. I don't know it's because I'm Asian or like it's just in my <laughs> in my blood to save money, but it's just we are in 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 a bear market, let's be honest. Like if you're spending money you're probably not going to make it. And I'm not saying like be that string, be that stringent with your money that you don't grow as a project. Like spending money is important. We're spending money, but we're spending money where it matters. We're spending money after we've done the research. We're spending money after we've talked to a thousand people. We're spending money after we've had millions of negotiations. So it's spending money is never the first step we take is what I'm saying. But a lot of web three projects, and that's why most projects just rug is because this first step they take is spend money and then they think about stuff. So I guess we need to celebrate more on Twitter and in discord as well, that every chance we save money, we need to be excited about it. Uh, saving money should be the new, uh, new bull market, like Anthem. Like I want to save money. Um, a fun side fact, <laughs> there's a YouTube video. Forgot the artist's name. I, I think the guy goes by Lil Dicky. Uh, he's a parody. Like, he makes parody uh, rap videos or rap music. His One of his songs is Save That Money because rap music sometimes is all about spending money, like getting new cars, new chains, and stuff. And his whole music video was all about – this is a tangent, but I'm – I think you guys would appreciate it. He went around LA like asking people if he could like go into their clubs or go into like a Lamborghini showroom and get like and go into people's mansions and get to make a music video for free like without without spending any money and make a high quality rap music video. Um, and the whole song is about like saving money. And he actually gets to do that. Like people would do that and he 
in turn gives them publicity. At the end of the video, he gives them credit, like different people that let him into their businesses and houses. So I guess we could take inspiration from him and celebrate saving some money. So on the track of saving money, um, Alex and Tony have already found a cost-efficient solution with JB, and that is going to cost us about 960 Swiss francs on a monthly basis as a cost, as a fixed cost, which is really nice as a business. If you have fixed costs, you know how much some things are going to cost, and you plan for them accordingly. Variable costs are the ones that are concerning, so we don't have too many of those, luckily, because we, we've planned in a certain way. So 960 Swiss francs a month um, for their solution um, because, again, um, it's even more efficient since we will be paying them uh, based on the work needed by the hour. They'll also be training, uh, training us so we can do as much as possible uh, on our side of things so we can save some of the cost there. So that's amazing on their part so that they want to do that. Um, another aspect that we're having a follow-up call on is KOB. Again, kind of blue is Michelle Kanazinski's project. And if you remember, a few roundups ago when Alex Antonio met with Michelle for discussing the future of the company and how we want to move forward and, and just, uh, uh, just a deep dive into the business uh, as usual and uh, the revenue generation and everything, uh, the slide deck and all that stuff. So Michelle expressed interest in uh, using TCFX for the potential fundraising for his own company. And imagine the kind of connections this guy has because he was pushing for regulation around crowdfunding um, in the EU. And this guy has a ton of connections. And he, he, one of being one of the founders of the largest, one of the largest crowdfunding platforms in the wor world, and I think the oldest, you can tell how much connections this guy has and how much expertise this guy has. So if he's entrusting raising funds for his own company on a platform like this, that shows you how much belief this guy has. Because all he can, all he has to do to raise funds is literally make a few phone calls and people throw money at him because of all the success he's had in his life. But he chooses TCFX because of the belief he has in the leadership that Alex Antonio bring and the project brings, so the vision behind it. So kind of blue, um, so the potential, uh, so the, this follow-up call would be around, uh, again, diving deep into how we could potentially partner with kind of blue for them to be able to do a potential fundraising on TCFX. The last piece of news and my personal I personally exciting one is uh, Jake has started. If you remember Jake again, our uh, another incredible member of our digital arts team. Jake is incredibly talented and he continues to grow by leaps and bounds. Uh, we've said it multiple times. Jake said that the kind of work he did with the Metalion like 3D models and the renders now multiply that by 100 times like that's where his skill level is right now so if you liked metalion society uh collection which all of you do and you love it not just like it jake is at a totally different level and 
uh, in terms of skill. Like he's grown so much. Like this is the kind of perfection we're talking about. People put in not even 10% of what we put out for our Genesis collection. And they'll call it like, oh my God, this art is incredible. And then there's Jake, who's humble enough to say that, okay, my first collection, I grew, I learned a lot. I made something incredible, but now I've grown even a hundred times of that. So how can you perfect something that's already perfect? I, I don't get it. So everybody on the team has this mindset starting from all the way at the top with Alex Antonio. No matter what these guys achieve, they always know how to improve themselves and get better. So Jake is the same way. So Jake has started working on our pitch deck because if you remember, we made the switch and transition from focusing on Metalion Society for visuals on Twitter to focusing on TCFX and a branding. So Jake's working on our pitch deck design and, and the pitch deck uh, plays a huge part in front fundraising and, and talking to potential clients and projects that want to raise funds. So having a extremely professional pitch deck is going to be very instrumental in making sure that we're successful. So he started working on that. Um, Alex Antonio are finalizing the content within the pitch deck. So once those things are done, they'll just be combined and we'll, we'll see the final product and the Leon family is going to get to see it first. So get excited. Um, He's also working on visual templates for our marketing so that we can start communicating about TCFX on social media pretty soon. So that push on social media is coming as well. So as you know, company creation, social media push, marketing for uh, companies, people, investors, all this is happening in parallel. So marketing is, uh, is starting, to on, uh, starting to ramp up here uh, pretty fast. So those were all the updates that I had for our project again. We do so much that there's so much every week to share. And that's why I never want to miss. That's why I have to reschedule this instead of just completely not doing it because I, I can't miss my weekly roundups. It's not just it's not just me bringing you all this incredible things that we do and um, just all the stuff that happens in the market. It's It's my way of making sure that I stay on the top of everything that goes on with our lovely project and the market because it it's it goes both ways if i'm not on top of the game with all of the stuff that's happening on the project every week then i'm missing out so it's like we're all on this boat together learning together as we grow there's no information that i have that you guys don't have so on a weekly basis when you get all this alpha and i can't even call it alpha anymore because all we do is alpha like everything i share is alpha so um, it's incredible that you guys are straight on right with the founders. There's no information lag. Like if someone comes to you tomorrow, there's nothing, you know, more than I do, or sometimes Alex Antonio do. So you're all there with us and you can't get that level of transparency in a publicly traded company or like a private company. There's like all these decisions being made behind closed doors and, and here's our project. We're sharing what we're doing. We're sharing what we're going to do. And we're sharing how things have gone. So you have, you're always equipped with all the information to make your right decision if you want to stay involved, if you don't want to stay involved. And that's what we like. We, we really like being transparent because this is, not, this is not something that is only like, oh, let's raise some money and do this, 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 and, and we'll be good. This is a way of building a standard. We're not building a project. We're building a standard for the industry. We're going to set 
we're going to define the rules of how this industry grows because once we see that success and the success can eventually come because we're not going to stop until we get there. And that's how we're confident we're going to get there because we're making the right moves. We're doing them strategically and we're planning accordingly. And we're, we're here for the long term. That's the biggest thing. So I'm personally excited. I hope you're always excited to listen to these weekly roundups as I'm excited to share these weekly roundups. Um, moving along to our market updates. Uh, I know there's, have been, there, uh, there's been a lot of concern about the ledger issue. So I'm going to go straight up and address that first. And then we're going to jump into our market updates. So what's going on with Ledger, right? So Ledger is a France-based hardware wallet company. If you don't own a Ledger and you're in Web3, you're probably living under a rock. It's the largest brand for hardware wallets. Hardware wallets are supposed to protect your seed phrase from people getting access to it, so storing it offline. And it protects you from getting hacked. Uh, because if your seed phrase, which is the main private key that you have, your private key gets created. I'm not going to go into the details of how this all functions because that's all boring stuff. You can read about it online. There's YouTube videos about it. But it's your seed phrase is basically your secret. If that is out, your wallet is out. So it's like your your seed phrase is like the key to your house. If you leave, If you leave your key on the street, someone's going to pick up the key and eventually get to know that it's your house and they're going to get into your house and steal your stuff. Same thing with same thing with seed phrases. Um, so these ledger devices, they, they protect your seed phrases. So why is everybody up in arms and panicking and stressing about ledger? So ledger announced a new feature on their devices. I think it's, it's version 2.11 or something. I can't remember. Don't quote me on this. Look it up. The latest version of, of Ledger that came out, I believe, sometime this week, there's a feature in there called Ledger Recovery. And that feature has thrown the crypto industry into a frenzy and everybody's throwing a fit and trying to cancel Ledger. Um, the reason I reserve my opinion on what to do and I reserve my right to not tell you what to do is because I'm not an expert on ledgers. I own a ledger, but I'm not going to be, I'm not stupid enough and I'm not, I'm not, I shouldn't say evil. People that are out there fudding everything and making people like switch hardware wallets and stuff. Again, I don't get paid by ledger to say anything. I just care about my people. So I'm going to say what I'm doing. Um, so I have a ledger. I'm going to keep my ledger. I'm not switching my ledger. I am not upgrading my ledger to this version. And what I'm doing is I'm keeping an eye on how this develops and what the ledger's team is doing. They had a Twitter space. I had a chance to listen to it and they debunked some of the, some of the concerns that people had. So number one, Number one FUD that is going around with Ledger is, oh, they got hacked and they released a bunch of information, so you cannot trust Ledger. Fact is Ledger, Ledger's database got hacked, and that database had customer data like emails, and it was a marketing database. Ledger doesn't store your keys on a database, so that hack has nothing to do with this feature. So people are just... And again, this is just crypto Twitter being crypto Twitter. Like people don't read. They just read headlines. They don't read like the whole article. 
So what happened with Ledger Company a few months ago? Their their um, I think their marketing database. So like when when you say like, hey Ledger. Uh, when you go to Ledger's website, it says like, hey, get some marketing updates, put in your email in this box. That's the marketing email. So they send you marketing through that. That database got hacked. So people got access to people's emails. Well, newsflash, everybody has access to everybody's emails. Like your emails probably floating around in the dark web for like decades. Like nobody cares. Like so... But it made, made huge headlines because a big crypto company, it makes for good FUD, right? Like a big crypto company gets hacked. They don't tell you what got hacked, but they'll tell you it got hacked. So people are putting two and two together, but it's they're really not putting two and two together. They're just like saying one plus two is six. So they're like, oh, they got hacked a few months ago, so you can't really trust Ledger. Now they can recover your seed trace for you, so this will get hacked someday. And then people will be able to target you and access your crypto. That's not that's not as simple as it looks. That's not how it works, first of all. Second, Ledger's not stupid to do that. And third is most people didn't know any hardware wallet that you own, be it Tezor, be it Ledger, be it there's a bunch of others, how they function is the firmware, which is the software on top of your hardware device, which helps you interact with blockchains and sign transactions with your keys, private keys, they smooth smoothen that process and also protect you from losing your keys. So um, the firmware has always had the capability to export your private keys if you would like. So the reason that people got so surprised is most people didn't understand how hardware wallets work. Now, I would not be claiming that I understand completely how hardware wallets work because it's extremely technical how they work, but I do understand the surface level of how, how they work, and it, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and Ledger has always had this feature, and you've trusted Ledger for not exporting your keys for you because that, that's, that's the easiest way to get sued. You don't build one of the largest hardware wallet companies and do something like that. So it's something that people, I guess, didn't understand about the software. So the senior engineer at Ledger, I think it was a senior engineer or some VP or something in a Twitter space was, was answering some of the FUD. And the answer is most people are encouraging in this Twitter, like people are panicking. So I encourage everybody, whenever you see something in the market and you start to panic and you start to feel like a FOMO thing, like, oh, I need to buy a new hardware wallet. Just relax. Just watch things for a few days, a few months at least, and then make a decision. Switching to a different hardware wallet doesn't get rid of the problem. It's it's a it's a it's by design how hardware wallets work that you can export the keys using the firmware. Ledger is only allowing you another way of securing your seed phrase because let's be honest, writing your seed phrase on a piece of paper is not the most secure thing to do. And I'm not voting that this Ledger solution, and I'm going to talk to you about the solution here as well. So what Ledger is proposing is this Ledger recovery system is going to be a opt-in basis. So even if you upgrade your Ledger, you're going to have an option that will ask you if you want to opt in to this Ledger recovery system. So for those that are not crypto savvy, those that are not tech savvy, that are scared they're going to lose your seed phrase, for them, for them, this is a great solution. 
Um, but again, for those that want to protect their seed phrase themselves, they trust themselves more. Sure, they can uh, even if they upgrade to this version, they can, can they can continue to opt out of the service. It's just an additional service that the company is offering to make some extra money. It's like I will will protect your seed phrase for you. And how they're doing it is they're gonna break up the seed seed phrase. Basically, your they break up your private key, which is generated using your seed phrase. So they don't even know your seed phrase. They'll only know the private key. And I don't think Ledger knows that either. They're going to break it up into three different shards. So they're going to break it up into three different parts. And they're going to store those three different parts into these three different companies. My biggest concern being these are centralized companies. So like half, half of the time, crypto companies go, go bankrupt like in under days. So like if one of these companies go bankrupt, what is the process to recover? Um, and another thing is these guys can reconstruct your seed phrase, not your seed phrase. They can reconstruct your private key. So once someone has your private key, they can sign transactions on your behalf. So that means your, your wallet is pretty much compromised. So if these people, if these three companies combined, one of them is ledger and two of them are like some third parties, they can reconstruct your private key if you want to recover it, but then you need to provide some KYC documents like government documents and other stuff. And I can, I can think why they want to do that because France is where this company is based. Ledger is out of France and France is in the European Union and European Union just passed the Mika law, which is the crypto markets and crypto assets or, or law or something. It's the crypto regulations passed in the EU and there's a lot of KYC stuff in there. So I think this is because they want to be KYC. They want to be compliant with Mika. So they're planning ahead. Um, so I kind of see, I kind of see what they're trying to do there. Um, I personally feel like um, I would not, I would not opt into the service because there's a lot of problems with this service. So the product as is right now, I haven't read too deep into the product that they're offering, but it's a subscription-based service. So you'll have a monthly payment, and I think it's like 20 bucks a month or something. So you pay this amount to Ledger on a monthly basis, and if at any point of time, if you lose your seed phrase, you can use the service to recover your seed phrase, and Ledger's claiming it's this is as secure as the Ledger is, so I honestly... I don't want to take their word for it because this is just technology. My word of advice to anybody and everybody, be it, let, be it this situation or be it the other situations in Web3 or, or in life even, I like to adapt new te adapt to new technologies. I like to adopt new technologies. So I'm the first to upgrade my softwares and upgrade all my technology. But again, in crypto, I would say just hold off. If there's something new that comes out, wait for a few weeks because that's when the vulnerabilities are exposed and someone can take care of those. And once those are fixed, then you can take your time to like upgrade. So there's no great features that have come out other than that ledger recover in the new software update. So just, just don't upgrade like that. That's as simple as that and keep using a ledger the way it is. Um, and all of this was just noise in my opinion, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. Once I have more time to dig deeper into this, 
I can give you more, um, more information, but I can only share what I'm doing. I cannot suggest anything. Again, nothing I say is financial advice or anything to you guys or tech advice. Um, so I want the best for you guys. I want you to be safe. Um, so I wanted to address this before I even talk about market updates. So hopefully what I've talked about made sense. Hopefully it helped um, soothe in some of the nerves because I know it's been stressful. Everybody's just, my Twitter was blowing up. I barely look at it, but like when I do, like everything was just like, everybody was just canceling Ledger. And I'm like, here we go again. Bunch of uneducated like kids just going crazy. Um, but it's it's okay. Um, it, uh, well, we can talk a little bit more about this later on, but that's kind of what I, high level of what I wanted to talk about. So actual market updates, I'm going to start off with CBDC news. Again, central bank digital currency is extremely important for crypto adoption. And I've been tracking all of these for a while. So we're going to talk about Australia, first of all. And Australia has marked its first Forex transaction um, using a CBDC as the E-Australian dollar, E-A-U-D pilot continues to go on. So there's a bunch of pilots going on in Australia with some central banks, with private banks, um, and having a Forex transaction done using a central bank digital currency is a, is a good sign because cross-border payments are extremely huge. And saving money on those can be incredible. So excited for Australia. Uh, Ripple, the company that um, uses the XRP ledger to do cross-border transactions and is currently being sued by the SEC. So you've heard that name. Um, they have started a platform to help central banks launch their own central bank digital currencies. And I haven't read too deep into the platform itself. It was just announced yesterday, I believe. Um, so it's still pretty new. Um, Ripple is trying to get into the central bank digital currencies ecosystem because they know that it's important um, that we get the regulation right for central bank digital currencies, but also to build the tech for central bank digital currency adoption and to make sure we protect privacy and all the good stuff that bring comes with CBDCs so that they're not all dystopian and stuff. So congrats to Ripple for this new product line. And this is the kind of grit I'm talking about. This company has been sued to oblivion by SEC. The CEO, I think, Brad Garlinghouse, he was in Dubai for a conference, and he talked about a new office that he's expanding and hiring like 50 more people in Dubai uh, because Dubai has uh, clear crypto regulations. And, and he's talking about how He's a U.S. citizen. Ripple is a U.S.-based company, but his heart hurts. Like he said, his heart as a CEO and as U.S. citizen hurts to not be able to grow his company and hire people in his own country because of, uh, and he said something beautiful. He said, because we're choosing politics over policy. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. And when he said that, that, that was so profound. And it was like, we're we're not doing the right thing by not doing the right kind of regulation, not bringing right regulations to the U.S. Like we're doing a disservice to our citizens and to the general ecosystem of the markets that we've built on all this tech innovation that we've had. And we're starting to take it for granted. So he was pretty excited about all the stuff with that. Um, and look at Ripple. 
they have spent over $200 million protecting themselves from a government agency that's supposed to protect them and the consumers. SEC is protecting nobody. We're pretty clear about that. We know how much... Um, and now it makes a ton of sense when Elon Musk was at, on, a, on a TV show at some point, like three, four years ago. And he had like misty eyes and he was like, I don't, I don't respect the SEC. And I was like, I don't know why this guy is hating on a government agency that protects consumers. Fast forward to today, I get I'm the same teary eyed person, just so done with the SEC. Like I, I get that these people don't care about nobody other than like Gensler's just after power. So he, I like that Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, is taking things on the offensive. He's not scared of SEC anymore. So he's just saying things how they are. Like that, That's such a profound thing to say that we're choosing politics over policy. And that's no way to regulate. So good for him for doing that. I wish Ripple the best. Hope they win the lawsuit. Um, um, regulation news. Um, there's Binance that is pulling out of Canada. Um, they already pulled out of U.S. I think Canada is kind of falling suit with U.S. in terms of regulations. They have some regulations. They have better regulations than the U.S. in the current state of things. But I think Ontario, the main area, uh, the capital area, is just starting to turn a little like on the on the wrong side of regulations uh, for crypto, non-friendly regulations. So Binance just couldn't. It was too burdensome for them, plus uh, cost effectiveness. So it, it, CZ made the decision that it's better for Binance to leave Canada. So the, here goes another great exchange out of Canada. So Canadians are left with what? A bunch of few exchanges with I don't know how much liquidity to get access to crypto. The next one is another interesting one because UK is supposed to have pro-crypto regulations, but the Treasury Committee of the UK released a report a couple days ago and the report is kind of weird so the report claims that um and suggests that crypto should be um crypto should be regulated as gambling and i was so shocked when i read that i was like what and then i read into why they say that and they're saying that because according to them Crypto tokens like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP, and whatever the top 10, or all of the crypto, according to them, have no inherent value. So people are just speculating on these tokens. So it's no different than people gambling because these tokens have nothing backing them. And I, I was like, so done. I was like, this narrative of crypto not having any backing, it's so, so bad. It shows that people don't get it. Like it's, it's so bad that they don't understand that a financial system that is inherently transparent and doesn't discriminate and there's no way of someone controlling a transaction of knowing who someone is. Like if you are from a country I don't like, I can't stop a Bitcoin transaction even if I want it. And being secured by one of the most trustable things in the world is computer algorithms. If you tell a computer that one is equal to one, it will always be one is equal to one. That is the bottom line of computing. Computing brings transparency. Computing brings certainty into things. 
So having a network secured by energy and algorithms is probably the most valuable thing we can have in the 21st century. And then there's these regulators that come out and say, oh, crypto is just gambling because it's no token. The tokens don't have a value. Well, guess what? There's only limited number of Bitcoin. And the way Ethereum is getting burnt with the use, it's going to go even more deflationary than, than Bitcoin. So I don't, I don't understand how we're in 2023 and crypto has been around for 15 odd years. And we still have regulators that don't get it. And I'm like, I understand. There's people that still don't use the internet. And internet's been around for over 30 years now. So I get it. We're still early. That's good, right? We're still early. Those of us that understand that the world is falling apart because the current financial system is the most corrupt thing and the biggest Ponzi scheme you can ever understand. We know that we have a way to opt out of it. We know that we've done our research. We know what Bitcoin provides. We know what Ethereum provides. So we know what half of the other cryptos do. So we don't need to listen to these regulators. Like these are these are guys that are trying to catch up to where we already are. And they're so behind, they can't even catch up at this point. Um, so on the positive side of things, the next update comes out of the EU. Um, so the European Union, um, all of the finance ministers of the European Union, so each of the finance ministers from each of the European Union countries, um, they came together and unanimously agreed upon the MECA regulations. So as you know, MECA regulations were finalized a couple weeks ago, and they're slated to come into law in early 2024. So it's not we're not that far off from that. Um, so this step was an important step to move that thing along. So EU finance ministers agreeing on it unanimously means that they have confidence in this legislation. And the next piece of the next step for this uh, piece of le legislation to come into law is for this bill to be published on the official journal of the European Union. And that's it. Once that's done, it will come into law next year. And Europe would have Europe would have the best. Why? Well, I, I shouldn't say best would have the most comprehensive crypto regulations in the world. Um, and that's it. That, that's the EU news. Um, next piece of section I want to talk about is adoption. So what's going on in global adoption? Um, global financial markets, uh, it's, it's a journal, I think it's a company. Uh, they, they published a report stating that DLT, which is distributed ledger technology, which is blockchain, a fancy word for blockchain technology, it has the capability to save traditional finance over $100 billion a year. So they're suggesting that regulators need to take this seriously. And I, I like this report because I guess everybody in the pol political landscape, they're driven by two things, popularity and money. So if you talk about, and, and businesses are driven by profits and businesses drive legislation because lobbying is a fancy word for bribing. And US, there's a, there's a pathway to bribe your senators in a legal way by lobbying, and I'm quoting lobbying. Um, so... When businesses save money, they want to see more of pro pro that thing regulation, right? So if businesses are like, oh, shit, 
this thing can save me $100 billion a year for my TradFi business, they're going to adopt that technology. They're going to push their senators to uh, push for pro pro crypto, pro uh, blockchain technology. So great report. Uh, good to hear that they came to that conclusion. Um, everybody likes to save money, right? Uh, the last piece of news we have is there's a $50 million fund that has been proposed. Uh, there's about 12 to 13 companies or projects that have come together to pool in money for this fund. The sole purpose of this fund is for startups to use the wormhole cross-chain messaging protocol. Those of you that don't know or didn't hear about this, wormhole got exploited, I think, a couple months maybe three or four months ago and it was a huge hack like something in the billions like a couple billion dollars um so it was a huge pr nightmare for wormhole and the positive sign is they're still around um and they're raising funds for people to adopt wormhole i just hope they've learned from their mistakes and audited their uh, their uh, contract all over again to find other vulnerabilities before someone else does. Um, but it's good to see that there's still money being raised during a bear market for crypto adoption. So pretty excited. Um, and that's pretty much all the updates that I had. Love you all. Want to thank you all for being incredible. Thank you all for being on this journey. And want to close out with we are Leon's and we are going to make it. Take care, everybody. Catch you guys next week. Thank you.